This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters. By partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to cityweekly.com slash Fandango or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. The only reason the two of you are still here is because of me. If it was up to Regal, he would have fired both of you. There's going to be no physicality here tonight. You understand me? So I'm not asking you. I'm telling you to get in this ring. Don't touch him. Don't touch me. Behold the king. The king of kings. On your knees, dog. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT companion podcast. It's Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back to talk more NXT on the WWE and USA Networks. Uh, this is So this is the first episode of NXT in the isolation era. Uh, yes. Jacqueline, I've got to know. The, you're yes. fairly new to wrestling, but this is, without a doubt, the first time you've ever seen a show with no crowd. No crowd. What did you mm-hmm. think in general? So overall, it wasn't bad. My scores are lower than usual, but I'm gonna. I have one caveat to that. I did deduct a half a point from each um, match um, for not adhering to social distancing rules, just because, like, <laughs> yes. So so everything got deducted a half point. Um, overall, it wasn't horrible. What I did like about this, I I will say as an overarching thing. What I feel like they did was they put more matches that were shorter so yes. that it kept your attention, like, mm-hmm. you know, so it had your attention rather than going on for longer um, with no noise and just losing everything. Yes. So. I, I would like to point mm-hmm. out, I, I I cannot remember the names of the two participants, but you mentioning that brought up a, a really funny thing to me. So there's a, a an independent promotion called Game Changer Wrestling. It's on the East Love Coast. It. And... Uh, they had a show with, I believe this was before like the nobody can do anything thing. This was like the under 50 thing. So they, they sold tickets. And, okay. Like, they sold tickets and capped it at like a certain amount so they could fit everybody in there, but still have a crowd, uh, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And uh, they had, I cannot remember the name of the two wrestlers off the top of my head, but they had a social distancing match. Where, oh my God, was everyone just using the force? Yes. They were. Yeah. So, like, uh, a guy would, like, do a choke slam, so he'd just reach his hand out, and the other guy on the other side of the ring would be like, and grab his throat, and he'd lift him into the air, and he'd just jump and fall. Uh, <laughs> except they were doing all sorts of crazy things, like Canadian destroyers and 
poison ramas. I don't even know what that is. That's like the flipping pile driver. I don't know if they they don't ah. do that too much in NXT. Adam Cole does it. The Panama Sunrise, where he jumps oh. out of the corner. Yeah, they were doing that, but at a distance from one another. Miming. Wow. Yes. Uh, and there'd be like a point where the referee like stopped them and then pulled out a tape measure to make sure that they were six feet apart. Uh, it was hilarious. It was, it was actually that very pretty funny. awesome. Actually. It was very funny. And inventive. Yes. I mean, you got to do stuff to, to entertain people. WWE certainly did their best here. NXT did their best here. Well, let's talk about oh, yeah. what they tried to do. Uh, so it's, uh, episode 553 of NXT. And there, of course, is no NXT announced team. It's anybody who's in Florida. Uh, and that happened to be Tom Phillips and Byron Saxton. They're on commentary. Uh, Mauro Ronaldo <laughs> safely in Canada. Beth Phoenix safely with Edge. I don't know where they live. And, Aren't they can- Canadian, too? Uh, I think they are Canadian, but I believe they live in the States. Maybe North Carolina, mm. I want to say, perhaps? Sure. I'm not 100% where they live. Uh, but... Uh, Nigel McGuinness, and I think Nigel McGuinness might have like an immunocompromised thing, so uh, I think he's just oh. staying away in general for his own health. I Good think because I think Speaking he's in of, Really quick, hate to derail us, but um, did you hear what's his face? Roman Reigns is not going to be at uh, uh, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. That's right. I don't know why this took because he's a guy. He has leukemia, and yeah. um, I mean he's beaten it a couple of times, but it doesn't go away. It'll come back. And of course, uh, yeah. treating it and stuff has left him immunocompromised. I don't know why he was on any of the shows leading up to this in the first place, but, mm-hmm. uh, the word on the street is like, he showed up for a taping. I don't know if it was for WrestleMania cause that's already been taped. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was any of that, but I guess some people were already staying home. The Miz was sick. Uh, like he had a, a fever or something and like, he was just like, okay, I'm going to just go home. And they had to change the whole card around and, uh, yeah. and whatnot. So, uh, Tom Phillips and Byron Saxon confirmed that takeover is indeed canceled and the matches will occur on regular NXT TV over the course of the next several weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, that leads us into our first match. Austin theory versus Tyler breeze. Austin theory. Yes. Going to be at WrestleMania. Yes, he is. He is <laughs> going to be the tag team partner of Angel Garza because his actual tag team partner, Andrade, uh, got injured. He suffered a minor rib injury um, and they're playing it better safe than sorry and didn't put him on the card. So randomly out of the blue, Austin Theory, who did not win his match here, is now <laughs> in a tag team title match at WrestleMania. <laughs> Because that's where we're at right now. I'm going to go with uh, Theory and uh, Garza are not winning that match. No. <laughs> just Something just tells me. <laughs> uh, Austin Theory uh, not taking Breeze seriously early on. Uh, Breeze one-ups him, but Theory cuts him off. Lots of talking during the match by Theory. So mm-hmm. I think I thought for sure this was going to be like their angle for this show. Like, this is how we're yeah. going to make it seem less awkward People are going to, like, trash talk throughout the match. Turns out that wasn't the case. It was kind of really only in this match and a little bit mm-hmm. in uh, the... Um, maybe there was a match later on where there was some, but I don't I don't recall. Uh, yeah. 
But no, but I thought this match did do a good job with that. Yes, so. and I think it helped a little bit. Uh, Theory's still in control mm-hmm. through a commercial break. When we come back, he hits a, a rack bomb for a two. Theory continues uh, to rack him on the floor. Breeze manages to buy some time with a knee lift, but it doesn't work. Austin Theory goes back to work on him. Buckle bomb goes for a rolling drop kick uh, coming through the ropes, but Breeze hits him with a supermodel kick for a two. Uh Breeze going up to the top rope, but Theory catches him, gives him the brain buster onto the knee for a two. Uh, Then it got a little weird. Theory awkwardly pulls out a phone and sort of like trash talks while like talking to himself in the phone or recording a message. It was a little weird under the circumstances. And Breeze just got up, gave him the spin wheel kick, the beauty shot, and pinned Austin Theory, who looked like a... Just a big dummy here. Yeah. What did you think, Jack? But he's a, but he's a kid, so he's a dummy. Yeah, it he's happens. yeah, he's a whippersnapper. He's a dumb kid. Yeah. Um, I thought these guys tried so hard. They did. Um, I thought they kept it pretty entertaining, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like their in-ring acting abilities. I thought um they were pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, and I like theory, so uh, I'm excited to see where he goes. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad he's getting his push. Yeah. Flash in a pan. He said that a lot. <laughs> I'm a flash in a pan. And he'd kick him. Uh, <laughs> what did you rate this match? I'm curious to hear how the, the ratings go for you. Again, half point taken off automatically. Yes. So I gave it a two and a half. Okay, yeah. Actually ended up liking it more than you by slightly. It's, it must have been <laughs> that social distancing thing that cost them. I gave them two and three quarters. Yeah. Um, it's, I mean, these shows are, this is the th- now third show I've seen without a crowd mm-hmm. and this is the second show i've seen with literally nothing i mean the first aew show they did kind of cheat by putting some good guys and bad guys out at ringside yeah and you said that they got nipped in the butt on that one and their second show uh they had nobody at ringside and mm. it really hurt that show as well and it hurts this one too uh although it they does. kind of they kind of prettied up the performance center as best they could uh, they got oh, for sure. They got rid of all of the seats and they put more lights and uh, video screens and things around to kind of make it not look completely empty. Yeah, but the one thing I will say is with this, what I noticed on this show, um, and I don't remember if it was this match or not, but um, the camera guys do tend to show each other a lot more without a crowd. <laughs> yes, yes, um, and like no, no crowd for me is like a killer. It's it hurt all of the scores for this show. Uh, yeah. 2.8. You, you are very influenced by the crowd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I need it. Like I'm of the mindset yeah. that like a good crowd can really make a match better and a silent mm-hmm. crowd can make a, a match worse. And, uh, yep. no crowd just makes everything not good. Uh, mm-hmm. but grapple 2.88. They don't care about that right. social distancing thing. They, they don't. They were like, we're here for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> as noted by Jacqueline, uh, dummy, dummy Austin theory has somehow, I didn't see, I didn't see what they did to set it up, but they did something. Cause I, uh, I, somebody said that he was on raw. So mm-hmm. that somehow he got into this WrestleMania match. That's going to yep. be such a weird show. Uh, it, it really is. I can't wait to watch both of them. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so bizarre. Uh, it's this weekend. It sure is, everybody. Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we got Killian Dane versus Tahuti Miles, a name Ooh. I've not heard before. Tahuti. Ooh. 
to Hooty Who. Uh, this was an extended squash. To Hooty Miles yes. got in a little bit of offense, but Dane basically killed him, one with the Vader bomb. I don't know if there's mm-hmm. much else to say unless you have any other notes. No, I just have two points I'd like to make here. Yes. First of all, was this man wearing camo overalls? Yes, I really think he was. I believe so. Maybe he's like the No Limit Soldiers. Do you remember Master P from the, the 90s? I don't even know what that is. But <laughs> okay. It is a statement. <laughs> My second point is um, the refs being are now being forced to count to 10. Yeah. Um, so that's the one good thing that came out of all this because it's too obvious when they don't. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, way to, way to get on top of that. We can yes. hear everything now. Yep. And it's very obvious when you're not counting now. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> did you, what did you give to this, uh, to this matcher? I must've felt generous cause I gave it a two. Oh, wow. And that was with the social distancing, uh, point deduction. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went one and a half. We're not, I guess, not that far off, I guess. We're not. We're not. We're pretty pretty in line here. Oh, uh, grapple, 1.3. Yeah. Okay, that's about right. They're not feeling <laughs> it. They are not feeling it. Uh, Jacqueline specifically has requested to talk yes, about Cameron Grimes versus yes. Tony Nice. I can't wait to read my notes to everyone here. Okay. So first, we're going to start with Grimes' entrance. Mm-hmm. He, this man comes out down the ramp like i think he is like talking to no one like he was clearly like trying to acknowledge something maybe he was talking to himself maybe he might have been but like i mean he kept it like himself so i just felt like we have to point that one out that might play into my uh theory that his hat is somehow alive or contains some sort of spirit mystical powers yes it's the sorting hat. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's like a redneck sorting hat. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Ready? Yes. It's going to be a ride. Slow and methodical according to bland announcer. Yes, meaning not what you want for a no audience show. Grimes putting Nice into the top rope has me thinking, who here is the face? I don't think I'm supposed to like either of them. Mm-hmm. If Grimes can end a match in a matter of seconds, then he probably should here. <laughs> Because we've seen him do that before. <laughs> oh, man. Grimes picking up Nice, and I really thought he was going to drop Nice on his head, did not look good. Mm. Sunset flip, and then Nice kicks Grimes right in the face. That was okay. Two kicks in the face again, and then an uppercut in the corner. Grimes keep picking up Nice, looking like he doesn't have control. Yeah, because it just he just didn't look good here. Yeah. Nice goes off the top rope for the first interesting move of this match. Oh, fakes out for the kick, but then Nice gets him again. Grimes does a Superman forearm. I guess Superman just means jumping before hitting, and then Grimes wins. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and those are my notes. Ah, <laughs> uh, those are glorious notes. Thank I, you. <laughs> I, I really love, like, if he can win in seconds, he probably just should. <laughs> We've seen him do it so many times. Like, of all matches, to not do that. Yes. I wonder if like every super kick is then a Superman kick, right? Like what? Huh. Like all they do is a Superman forum. What the hell? We're just making up stupid shit here. Yeah, I mean the Superman punch I think was something that originated in mixed martial arts. Uh, okay. I think somebody like did it once, and they're like, "What the hell is that?" And he's like, "I call it a Superman punch," <laughs> uh, and I think it kind of just came from there. Um, that's way better than this because I I wrote very little about this. 
<laughs> I had commentary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I shorthanded all of this, and it was very little. I just said early back and forth grappling leads to Grimes in control. Nice creates space with a kick, makes a comeback, uh, hits a moonsault for a two. There's a strike battle. Grimes hits the cave in for the win. Like they and they went yeah. a, they went quite a while. <laughs> they did. I had time enough to write all of that <laughs> during the match. <laughs> oh, glorious insight, which I appreciate wholeheartedly. My mine my, my notes are that of somebody who's seen a quadrillion <laughs> wrestling matches and yes. seeing one in front of no crowd inspired nothing but just like did this, he did what? that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Your observations were so much better than mine. Uh what would you give Cameron Grimes and Tony Nice? I gave it one and a half. Holy shit. I went two and a half. <laughs> I did not like this match. <laughs> no. Um, grapple. In fact, I liked it more than Grapple. They gave it a 2.47. Wow. Just barely more than Grapple, but yeah. To uh, be fair, I did take my half point off, so. That is true. So it could have been a two. Uh mm-hmm. We get footage of Zia Lee breaking Aaliyah's nose from many months ago. That feels like a lifetime ago right now. Yeah. Like that could have been, that could have been like in 2018. Three years ago. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, then we get Zia Lee versus Aaliyah in a ladder match qualifier, uh, which I holding my tongue to say for takeover, which will now just be on an episode of NXT. But this mm-hmm. does not happen as mm. a Ooh. video appears and Zia Lee was Nancy Kerrigan, presumably by My Damian best... Priest. I had the same note. <laughs> I mean, it's My his MO. My best friend. Yeah. My best friend. Oh, what a shame. Oh. Well, anyway, uh, the ring announcer, he he does the old finger on the earpiece thing. And he's like, I've yeah. just been told by Commissioner William Regal, who is undoubtedly not there. Uh, but, you know, for pretensies, uh, said that. Uh, there is somebody who is capable of wrestling and has been cleared to compete tonight. So it was Aaliyah versus Io Shirai, the returning Io, whom I did not know was actually injured, but I guess she was. Oh, I did ex- not know that either. I mean, she hasn't been on TV for a while, and I guess that explains it, but... That does. Also, just really quick, I would like to say, um, I bet you really, William Regal was there because Triple H was. Like, right? So you have to be? Uh, maybe, yeah. Is that how this works? Uh, Io Shirai killed Aaliyah. Uh, she hit her with yeah. double knees in the corner, gives her this uh, butterfly backbreaker, goes up top, hits the moonsault, wins. Io Shirai is in the ladder match. Uh, what did your notes say on this? It's got to be better than mine. I like how the in-ring announcer set this up. Usually we have to fill it in. Aaliyah trying really hard at the get-go here. Io, sh- Io showing strength, picking up Aaliyah and slamming her down and then quickly going into her finisher. Oh, so yeah, nothing. nothing else. Mine was boring, yeah. Not not as colorful as the Nice match. No. We're... I hated that match. <laughs> <laughs> Look, anytime you hate a match and you're like, please let me do the notes on this one. I will. Anytime. <laughs> uh, what, did you, what did you give EO and Aaliyah? It was super quick, but I still gave it a two. Yeah, I, because of the quickness, I, I just went one and a half. Uh, mm-hmm. It was super, it was super quick. Uh, it was super quick. Grapple, whew, 1.28. Barely, barely one and a quarter. So, like, are we going with Vanessa definitely is the one who hurt Zaya? Like, that's that's how this happened, right? It's got to be, right? Like, Aaliyah seemed to know yeah. she was in on it. She's like, oh, no, how did that happen? So, clearly, yeah. she must have been Whoops. responsible for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so Keith Lee comes out for a promo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Yes. Sorry. Before you go there. Yes. We got a video of Dexter Loomis. Oh, did we? I must have missed this. Yes. Yes. Okay. It was you... like one of those those videos. No, I don't know what it, it was just his face and his eyes and his creepiness, but. He's not he's, gone. He's still around. He's not. He's somewhere. He's he, He's coming back. He's loose in Florida during all of this. Who knows what could what could happen? Good lord! Uh, Playing with tigers. Oh man, he's the new Joe Exotic. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee comes out. Some guy whose name I think is John asked him why he power bombed Dijakovic. His explanation was pretty much exactly what we thought it was going to be, that mm-hmm. he didn't know who hit him from behind. He just saw Dijakovic holding his belt, and he uh, he presumed it was Dijakovic who did it. Lee says he owes him an apology. Dijakovic comes out. He doesn't want an apology. He's not even sure if he really believes Keith, Keith Lee about what he's saying. Yeah. He just wants the title. Damien Priest mm-hmm. comes out. Says no that, one wants him. I, well, he he wants to explain his actions. Says that he's been doing what he's been doing because he wants the title. The title means more money. It means more women, and it means more fame. And if he wins that I title, hate, he can live forever. I hate that character. He can live forever, though, Jacqueline, in the history books. I hope. I can't wait for him to lose. It's all about legacy. <laughs> oh man, I hope he doesn't win. Uh, Oof, there's no way. Dijakovic and Keith Lee essentially fight over who will end up fighting Damien Priest. They both want (laughs) to go fight him, but they're like, nah, me first. And then they start fighting. This brawl extends to the floor, and then Dijakovic, to end things, does a springboard flip dive onto both of them with nobody in the building. That man's insane. It looks so unbelievably graceful. Like, this was beautiful. Like yes. I, it, it's almost like the quietness propelled him. <laughs> like, yes. Also, I like Dijakovic on the mic. He should get more chances to do that. Yeah, I think he sounded a lot better here than he has in. Yeah. Uh, and that's been a thing that people have noted about WWE is that weirdly the promos have gotten better without fans. Hmm. Uh, people have been saying this about things on SmackDown, things on Raw, like everything. They're like, it's so much better when there's no people there. And some of it is they look right into the camera. Like when they're mm. when they're doing it, they're talking to us. Uh, yeah. Instead of whatever it is that they do otherwise. Uh, That's true. I've, I, I enjoyed this. And Dominic Dijakovic is a lunatic. I mean, they, they have lunatics in AEW, too, that are doing crazy things like this with no fans. And I'm just like, oh, my God. If one of you guys, like, has a serious injury doing this in front of, like, nobody... Like, right. at least it's on camera, but it's so awkward because, like, these big dives get such huge reactions, and it's so strange to see them do it, and no one cares because there's nobody there. But people do care. Oh, they do, I mean, yeah. We're, yeah. We're here freaking out about it many days later, but uh, it's, yeah, it's so weird to do it in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Adam Cole is in his backyard, although he tells us he's on vacation. But he's clearly just in his backyard. Uh, Really quick. He says he's poolside, but there's no pool. You can't even see one in the reflection in his sunglasses. No. Just stop lying to us. Yes. he's Well, he's a bad guy, Jacqueline. I think he's trying to make us all think. Did you notice it was a selfie video? It was. I did see him holding his phone in his 
uh, reflection. Yo, what phone does he have? Because he gets really good pictures. It's a really good. Maybe it's a. Maybe he's got like a Pixel or something, like one of those. Yeah, it's it's something. Those Google Pixel good video taking job, Adam. Yeah, I mean, it could be an iPhone 11. I'm sure that takes really good video. Maybe. Uh, yeah. So he's basically just hanging out in his backyard. Says Velveteen Dream still hasn't earned anything. He wants a title match. And Adam Cole says that he needs to beat Bobby Fish before he proves anything to Adam Cole. Not sure why you chose Bobby Fish as your sacrificial lamb, but okay. Yeah, I mean, especially since we know Velveteen Dream is totally going to beat Bobby Fish. It's Bobby yeah, Fish. Like, right. If anyone, go for Kyle. Like, come on. Yes. Um, up next, we get the Brit Am Brawlers versus the team of Shane Thorne and Brendan Vink. Don't know who Vink is. Vink is a tall, slender, but muscular Australian man, much like Shane mm -hmm. Thorne, although he looks way more vanilla than Shane Thorne does. Shane yes, Th but I liked them. I like <laughs> Shane Thorne, and I actually, you know, I think this kind of works. Normally, it I does. don't really like Shane Thorne's music. It doesn't sound <laughs> like music for Shane Thorne. But they both came out to this, and it seems so goofy to me that I kind of liked it. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. This was probably one of my favorite matches. So yeah. Just as a heads up. Uh-oh. I'm looking at yeah. my score here. Uh, <laughs> I went real crazy. <laughs> well, if uh, if you like this match more than me, because uh, I don't have a whole lot here, uh, here's my notes. Thorn and Vink surprisingly have control early, but it does not last long. Birch comes in and wrecks everyone. Brawlers with a double submission for the win. Did you have more? I did. Okay. Um, who is Vink? He is so much taller than Birch. Birch super scrappy here. Thorn is in. Two exclamation points. Working over <laughs> Birch's arm. Morgan and Birch twisting those arms. Moving pretty quickly. Vink picking up Lorkin with one arm and slamming him down. When did Thorn get in again? Things are just moving really fast, apparently, for me. I love the confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Lorkin flying through this match. Burks, Birch slamming down Vink and then drop kicking him. Holy hell, this man is insane. Lorkin intercepting Thorn with a submission. So happy these guys won. These matches are definitely the kind you want to see. I didn't miss a crowd on this one. I think that's what it was, is that they really just came out like balls of energy. Only Lorkin, and, like, yeah. Like Yeah. Well, I think the whole the whole match was I really just think it was just like it was so fast paced. It was just moving. Like I didn't mm. miss a crowd in this match. And Oni Lorkin and Danny Birch hit so hard that yeah. without a crowd, it's even more effective to like a TV yes. viewer. Like, Oh my God, I don't want Oni Lorkin to ever slap me anywhere for any reason. No, I mean, not, not I don't want anyone to slap me anywhere, but oh, for, yeah, I guess, you know what? That's, that's true. I'd like to expand my, <laughs> My thing as well to include. I don't want to ever be hit by anybody, but especially not Oni Lorkin. If given an option, Should, I, will, yeah. I will choose most people before Oni, Oni Lorkin. Yeah, but I did think like there was this one. Vink did just pick Lorkin up with like the one arm and threw him down, and it was, yeah. so he had a, he had some weird like showings of strength that I was like, this is cool. Mm -hmm. And um, Thorn, who is he? He was the mighty. Yeah, he was, was part, he of, part the, of the mighty. Yeah, he was part of the mighty with uh, Nick Miller. Before yeah, he, so uh, maybe maybe he just maybe he just needs to find his tag team person because I like Thorn, but I, I don't think he was doing well. Yeah, I don't think he was doing well single. So I think this was like a this clicked for him. Could we ship them together and just call them Team Think? I think that would work. Oh, yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> uh, what did you What did you give this one? 
I gave it a three. Oh, wow. I'm a whole point behind you, and I gave it a two. Wow. Uh, 2.22 from Grapple. They liked it more than I did. Crazy. But nowhere near as much as you did. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Uh, I may have, it may have been, the show may have been getting a little long in the tooth for me at that point without a crowd. Oh, yeah. This show definitely went on way too long in general. Yeah. I think, I, I think we watched, I think I stopped it and came back, though. That helps. Uh, yeah, that definitely helps for sure. Uh, don't watch in one sitting. Candice LeRae versus Caden Carter in another ladder match qualifier. Mm -hmm. Uh, So at first they wrestle to a standoff and show some respect. Then we get a little bit of back and forth between the two of them, uh, exchanging momentum. Caden is seemingly getting the better of Candice with several pin attempts. Candice manages to mount a comeback, but misses her moonsault. Caden goes to grab her for something, but Candice manages to uh, lock in, catches her, like trips her up, locks in the Gargano escape, and Caden taps out. Candice is moving on to the ladder match. Uh, mm-hmm. what did you think of, uh, of this one? I liked it. I, again, these ladies super, super, um, athletic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really glad that, that Caden Carter got to show a little bit more of what she does. Um, I thought this match went a lot longer than some of the other qualifiers, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, did some, did they say, did someone do the shiniest wizard in this match? Uh, I don't think so, but oh, I feel it's like been I a heard bit that. Since, it's been a bit since I've. Uh, I watched the episode a couple days ago, so it's been a little bit. I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was um, great. I'm so glad Candace won. Yay. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it should be. I think it's going to be a good ladder match whenever that happens. Uh, I'm also really sad that I'm not seeing this live. Yes. Uh, especially with, like, all of the people that are in it now, right? Yep. Uh, okay, what did you give Candace and Caden? I gave it two and three quarters. Oh, okay. We're not far off on this one. I went two and a half. Uh, okay. And Grapple is at 2.29. They liked it significantly less. Wow. Than you or I. Maybe, maybe it was because it, it still wasn't that long. It felt like mm-hmm. this is one of those matches that felt like it would have been more fun in front of a crowd. Oh, it definitely would have been. Yeah. Uh, next up, our wrestling main event for the evening, but not the last thing on the show. Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. These two men grappled in the early going. Lots of mat mm-hmm. wrestling. Uh, and, of course, Riddle gets the better of him. Roddy starts resulting to strikes and starts working over Riddle. After a commercial break and Roddy is still uh, working on Riddle, he manages to create a little bit of space, starts a comeback, goes for the penalty kick, like the running kick. Roddy catches him, trips him up, puts him in the stronghold. Uh, Riddle manages to eventually escape, hits the bro to sleep, German suplex for a two, uh, Roddy hits the Roddy Slam. Uh, it's still one of my favorite names for that move. Uh, it's had many <laughs> names, but I just like that they just call it the Roddy Slam. Sometimes. Roddy Slam. Uh, a series of counters leads to the the infamous Roderick Strong pain train. Those running forearms with his opponent mm-hmm. trapped on the rope. But at at one point, Matt Riddle sort of just ducks, <laughs> ducks, and Roderick runs into him. And Matt Riddle somehow catches him right into position for the bro Derek and gets the three. Yep. Uh, what did you think of Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah, lots of floor work, mat work, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing, I was, the ref got pretty vocal here. You heard the ref like talking a lot. Yes. So I thought that was an interesting take on... Um, uh, 
you know, how to move the match forward. I'm really surprised they didn't have at least one person from uh, Undisputed Era out there. Yeah. Um, They're really trying to, like, to limit the numbers, I guess, aren't they? Yeah. So, it was, which I was really surprised about. I mean, good for them, but also, like, I don't, you know, it'd be really cool if one of them was just, like, in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> like, where they, they were just, like, like stationed throughout, just, like, heckling. I don't know. I just think it would be funny. Yeah. I mean, it um, certainly would have created a little bit of ambiance. For sure. Yeah, but but I get it, and and we all want to stay safe here. Um, mm-hmm. but um, no, I thought it was pretty good. I love the Bro Derek. I think it's a cool finisher. Yep. Um, this was not a match though. It was good, and they are good wrestlers, and I did enjoy it. But this is not the type of match that I would think you'd want to have as a final match on a show with no audience. Mm-hmm. It was just biz- that was just a little bizarre to me. But yeah, I. I actually ended up liking this more than you, I think. This was probably my favorite match on the show. Uh, okay. I, I actually, for me, it did kind of work without the crowd. At least in the... Because it was a... Yeah, it was like a quieter match. Yeah, in the, especially <laughs> in the early going, they were just doing, like, actual grappling on the ground. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're... Like, Roderick Strong is pretty good at it, and Matt Riddle is, like, very, very good. good at it. So... It's one of those things where it's like you you can watch it kind of without uh kind of without crowd and besides crowds really aren't like jumping up and down cheering anyway for Matt wrestling like that anyway they're usually watching or they're waiting for something else to happen. Uh they're waiting for something cool. So, yeah, and then these guys work super hard. They hit hard. Uh, mm-hmm. They do their big moves and things like that, and these guys worked very hard in this match. They oh, they absolutely did. They definitely worked very hard. Uh, and yeah, at the end of the day, I thought this was the the best thing on the show. But Jacqueline, what did you give Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong? I gave it a two and a half. Okay, and I gave this one a three, which yeah. is tough to earn. I don't think I've given so- I don't think I've given much of anything on any of the shows I've watched. Without a crowd, mm-hmm. a three or, or higher than a three, I should say. So, but so I, it would have been a three. But oh, it, they social distancing. had it been normal times, yeah. So grapple, by the way, <laughs> three point one nine. Wow, I like that even a little bit more than I did. Uh, so after the match, Matt Riddle is jumped by two huge hairy men. He tries yeah. to fight them off, but is very unsuccessful. And then we get the debut of Malcolm Bivens, who has been uh, on the NXT house show circuit quite a bit and uh, has a uh, a a very uh, – he's got a big presence on, uh, on social media as well. Does he? Oh, he sure does. Uh, the former uh, – by the way, I liked his old independent manager name much better, but he was Stokely Hathaway there. Uh, but I like Malcolm Bivens as well. Uh, but he comes out, says these guys are essentially under his purview. And since Pete Dunn is essentially half a world away, this is the perfect time to introduce themselves and to introduce them to Matt Riddle and to let everybody know that the tag team scene in NXT is about to change. Uh, yeah. I do not know the names of these guys. I just know <laughs> that the one guy is the uh, the like the million dollar arm winner, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, think- I've seen these guys on a few house shows. They usually there's they usually have someone else that they come out with, and I can't remember who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean they're okay. Oof, um, that's not good. I don't I don't think like I'm surprised that well I'm surprised that they're on 
TV already, I mm-hmm. guess I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, didn't look, I don't know. But they didn't look bad here. No, but they didn't look great. No. I do like that they're bringing out more managers, though, in NXT. Yes, I love managers. <laughs> I do, too. Like, that's what I want to be. <laughs> Especially, yeah, I mean, that's, like, a great role. Like, you do all of the talking, very little physical work, if any. Uh, and it's yeah. not like, I think both of these gentlemen are from India, so I don't know. Even if they speak English, it's probably not particularly fluently. Uh, and no, they... I think they're I think they're American. <laughs> I, I think you might be joking there, but... Uh, no, I'm not. I really thought they were. I, the the million-dollar arm guy, for sure, is definitely from India. Uh, they He won that... He was like a cricket... Uh, I, I'm, you know, somebody's going to kill me if I don't get the name of this right, but he's basically the guy that throws the cricket ball thingy in cricket. Uh, but Like a pitcher? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say pitcher in case it's not the right term, but uh, oh, okay. he's the one who launches the ball. I, I just don't want anybody to get mad at me. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely from India for sure. Uh, oh, is he? Okay. I mean, he's lived in the United States for a while because that whole competition was to like some major league baseball team wanted to find a, you know, a pitcher from a country in which baseball isn't very prevalent. Oh, and he signed okay. a, he signed a major league contract and things like that. And I think he pitched for a little while. Uh, but now he's doing this, uh, even if they can speak English, not everybody is good at cutting a promo. So mm-hmm. managers, I think, are essential to this because it helps get the other guy over. Uh, you speak for them. They do all of the physical stuff. Uh, I think it's brilliant. And uh, this will probably be good. And they're great heels. They're like, we waited until your partner couldn't possibly be here to save you. And we <laughs> double teamed you because we're bad guys. His name is Rinko Singh. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. I was go- I'm Googling while we're talking. I know Vince McMahon's going to get his names on, uh, his hands on those guys' names. He's like, ah, oh, nobody's going to be able to say it's that, pal. Real Cinco Singh, or it, I'm sorry, I'm reading their uh, their Twitter handles. Yes. And Gurjar Surav. Yeah. If Vince gets his hands on him, you're going to be Singh and Surav. Ooh. One of them is a Bollywood star, Bollywood actor. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Anyway, uh, sorry, I should I should stop looking on Twitter while we're recording. <laughs> uh, next week, uh, they announce the second chance gauntlet match for the final ladder qualifying spot. So basically all of the ladies who have lost their matches, now there's a gauntlet match in which they will uh, two will start wrestling and then the winner of that will then face another woman who comes out. Uh, and then basically all we're saying is this is Dakota Kai's, uh, road to the ladder match. Oh, it might, it might be. Yes. Uh, like, I mean, come on, who else is going to win? Also next week, Bobby Fish and Velveteen Dream. And also, uh, Lee Dijakovic and Priest for the North American title. Which you know was supposed to be a takeover match. Yes. Would you have been happy with that being the takeover match with adding Priest in there? Would you have been happy with that? Like, I knew it was going to happen. I had that at, like, I predicted that a while ago Mm -hmm. as happening. So I'm really mad that I wasn't right is really what it is. Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The main... Well, not completely. (laughs) The main event segment of the show, uh, Triple H essentially hosts a summit with Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano. (laughs) Uh, and says that after what happened two weeks ago, Regal wanted them both fired, uh, but Hunter stopped him. They're too valuable to NXT, but this needs to end. He says that he knows what they're going through because he and Shawn Michaels once went through this. Uh, The empathy is real. Yeah, so he understands what they're going through, but 
He said that there are bigger things going on right now, and this needs to be squashed. They all agree. Johnny Gargano says that he doesn't need, because Triple H keeps saying, I want to give you guys this on the biggest possible stage, which is hilarious because the biggest possible stage is WrestleMania, and WrestleMania is taking place in the same building that they are currently in right now. So yeah, it's the Once same. Once they said that, I was like, where are we going with this? Well, luckily, Johnny Gargano says he doesn't need a big stage. And uh, he just says that he needs a ring, he needs Tommaso Ciampa, and he needs a referee, and they'll settle this. And Triple H says, how much time do you need? You want to do this now? And Johnny Gargano's like, no, 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 no. I need need two weeks. (laughs) So in two weeks, Jacqueline, this is what Triple H has vowed. And I'm not not putting words into his mouth here. This is essentially Mm -hmm. what he said. Now, I would like for everybody to, to stop for a moment and reassess where we are uh, and think about this next line. Triple H okay. is somehow going to find an empty building. Yep, somehow. Good luck. They're just yep. packed with people. Yep. Uh, Can't find those buildings right now, Dude, Hunter. unless you want to try to run a show in a hospital, every building is empty. <laughs> Although I will say we are in Florida. We're not under any lockdown. So, I mean, Floridians uh, are weird. I will say this. Uh, that being said, uh, the reason WWE has been taping ahead so much is they currently do not have access to the performance yeah. center in Orlando. So whoever's uh, or wherever they are, whoever's in, whoever's in charge there, so, they have, yeah, they're for- locking down. Yep. Brief thing about Florida. So the governor won't close this down. So it's up to the counties too. Yeah. And if the counties don't do it, then the mayors are doing it. So yes, for the city. So yeah, just a little, well, little fun, fun fact for you. It's a great governor there. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to Santa. Rocking it. <laughs> we'll remember this. I hope so. Uh, so somehow he's going to find an empty building, presumably not yeah. this building, which is already empty, but yeah, he's gonna well, fi- they already destroyed it, so they need to get them a building without windows or, yes. or mirrors. So he's going to find an empty building. Of He's going to find a ref and a ring, and when it's done, it's done. And says that uh, if they continue past this point, they're both gone. So he's going to text them both a location and a time. Ooh, sinister. Yes. <laughs> he's going to text them a, a location and a time. And it, it just seems so bizarre because the place they're already at is empty. Why can't you just do it do in know, this already already empty place? You're going to go use another empty place? Do you know it would be awesome, though? Hmm. So I told you a little while or a few weeks ago, I don't think we were on air, that I had watched that documentary about the Florida Championship Wrestling. Yes. Um, that the WWE Network put out. Mm-hmm. And they, they disclosed in that where the old Florida Championship Wrestling, like, practice center used to be oh, it's like a bounce house now. Stuff. yeah it is and i'm just saying maybe that's where they're going please do that <laughs> i want to see them wrestling in a bouncy house yes please uh, <laughs> like i think that will tie it all together yes. right like that's what's happening this blood feud <laughs> that has spanned marriages and championships ends in a bouncy house shaped like a castle Inside of Speaking a building. Speaking of that, I love how, yeah, inside, inside with no one else. Yes. Um, I do love how they are competing over who's like top dog without either of them having a belt. Like who? They're like, I'm right. the heart. I'm the heart and soul of this place. You're not even like, 
I, I don't I don't know. I just find it very funny that like Yes. Really? It's very really? personal. I mean Johnny kind of is. He's been there a really long time. But yes. you know, so is Adam Cole. Yeah. I but mean, he so I wouldn't have to say Adam Cole's the heart and soul of anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh you know, Ciampa's been there just as long as well, but Gargano yeah. was a good guy for most of that period, so that's why he's the heart and soul. He is. And he I just, see it. I can totally see where he's coming from. So here's my question, though, because he's um, Triple H said um, that. So they're fighting to end this feud, and they both have to behave. Yes. Right. Yes. So what happens if they don't like? Are we? Are they both staying in NXT? We still don't have that, right? Like. So it just sounds like the idea here is, uh. So, like, after the brawl through the Performance Center, Regal wanted to fire them both. And Triple H is mm. like, we can't do that. They're too valuable to NXT as a as a brand. We cannot get rid of them both. Uh, but uh, he's Triple H is convinced that there is room in NXT for both of them, but says that if this feud continues after this match uh, in mm. any way, then he will get rid of both of them, which suggests to me that they're not that valuable. NXT, like, right. uh, you know, he wants not, to stop them. Yeah. Uh, really what this sounded like was, uh, if you really think about it in this, uh, especially at, like the very beginning of the whole segment, the way he talks to mm-hmm. like Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Organo, it's very he much talks like a dad, yeah, very much like the, I'm going to pull this car over right now, you two. And if you don't I behave, we're that. turning around and going home. Yeah. I did like that. <laughs> and you know, they, they call him the creator. Triple H. He is the he is the deity that with the bolts of lightning from his fingers created this NXT mm. universe. He is the creator. Uh, I mean, I get it. I get it too, but it's it is kind of funny. Uh, it is. that they're oh, kind of like so funny. that they're like two fighting brothers and dad's like, "All right, there's only one way to settle this. You two are just going to have what? to box it out for real." You know what that means, right? Hmm. Dad has to be the referee. Right? It's got to be, right? And then um, he's going to make them hug at the end. Yes. All, all right. All right, you two. Shake hands. Now hug, hug it other. out. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Uh, anyway. Hope that doesn't happen, actually. But uh, before anything else can happen, they are interrupted by the Killer Cross video. And we see momentary glimpses of him before the clock strikes midnight, I believe. Which I believe is some sort of sign that he'll be debuting or appearing soon. At least that is my uh, Yeah. Next week? I don't know. Is it definitely Killer Cross? Have we come to that? It is, like, is that definitive? It is definitively Killer Cross. So you were correct okay. those those some weeks ago when you said it. So Woo-hoo. you're absolutely that, correct. Look, I'm not going to take credit for that because that was Google's doing. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wasn't completely aware either. I was just like, maybe it's him. <laughs> but you're like, no, I read like it's him. And I'm like, oh, okay. It and totally that's just is. Because I believe- that's just because I believe Twitter more than I should. <laughs> oh, got to be careful with that. Uh, I know. <laughs> if you believe that sort of thing, you're thinking nurses are stealing masks and ventilators. Oh, so no, no, no. I only, believe, I only believe Twitter when it comes to wrestling and the mask singer. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that brought us that Sarah Palin rap. So I don't know. We got to be, got to be, <laughs> be careful. With that. We got to be careful with that as well. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it sounds like uh, you'll be able to to keep working through this as the empty arena shows uh, continue. Is, is, do you think that's the case? Do you think you can hold up through these no fan? Uh, yeah, 
No fan episodes. They're interesting. They're interesting, if nothing else. It is su- it is a super strange time for sure. Now, here's where it gets really weird, okay? Uh, the Wednesday Night Wars are obviously still continuing. NXT is like, after last week, because last week they did the No Matches episode, and it just tanked the ratings. They went up a little mm-hmm. bit this week, but whew, not very good. Uh, AEW fell. Like, the ratings don't really matter all that much anyway, because everybody's watching the news, or they're watching Tiger King, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Uh, they're not, the numbers are fluctuating like crazy. AEW won again, but uh, they, they're doing about a similar demo number that they've been doing, but they're finishing way, way lower. They normally finishing in the top 10. And lately with this close to the same demographic number, they've been finishing like 20th because people are just hmm. watching a lot of other stuff right now. And for a lot of people, yeah. wrestling is hard to watch with no fans. And I agree. Uh, it sounded like there's a lot of stuff on this show I did not like. And that's true. And even then, with that being said, my pick for this week is NXT. Because uh, no. AEW had a, maybe the weirdest wrestling show I've ever watched. But not Bar enjoyable no. weird? Uh, it was very mixed. Some of it was enjoyable. Okay. Some of it was super weird. Weird. Yeah. So... Uh, so that's the episode for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com. You can check out the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe, and that way you can hear us come back next time. Talk about more NXT on the WWE and USA Networks. Featuring Keith Lee versus Dominic Dijakovic versus Damian Priest for the NXT North American Championship. The King of Kings. There is only one.